In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus, you were sent to heal the contrite. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. 
O God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the Epiphany of our Lord is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the arm. Then you will, be look, you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the, the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all from Sheba shall, will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am, least of all, than the, I'm less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through him, through faith in him, 
we may approach God with freedom and confidence. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory be to you, O After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you. Dearly beloved, know that as we have rejoiced at the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, so there is announced to you by the mercy of God the joyous observance of the resurrection of the same, our Savior. In this year of our Lord, 2024, which commenced on Monday, the first day of January, being the feast of the circumcision in name of our Lord, there will be three Sundays after the Epiphany, until Septuagesima Sunday, which will occur on the 28th day of January. The 14th day of February is Ash Wednesday and begins the sacred 40 days of Lent. On the 31st day of March, we shall celebrate with great rejoicing the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. The ascension of our Lord into heaven will be recalled 40 days thereafter on the 9th day of May, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles at Pentecost will be celebrated on the 19th day of May. The feast of the Most Holy and Blessed Trinity 
will be observed on the 26th day of May. There will be 26 Sundays after Trinity, until on the first day of December, being the first Sunday in the advent of our Lord, a new year of grace will begin. To our Lord Jesus Christ be honor and glory, world without end. Amen.
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We call them wise men, but I wonder if that might be a little bit of a stretch to call them wise. It's not that they didn't know anything. Magi were probably some sort of magicians or sorcerers. Perhaps they had dabbled in a little astronomy. They were, they were scholars. It was their job to know things. They arrived in Judea because they followed a star. They must have known something because they called it his star. They called it, that is, the star that belonged to the one who had been born king of the Jews. So they must have known something. Perhaps just as a dream directed them not to return to Herod, but to return by another route, perhaps it was a dream that told them what they were to look for. Or perhaps somewhere they had come across those Hebrew scriptures, the prophecy recorded there that says, a star will come out of Jacob and a scepter will rise out of Israel. Something told them that this star was connected to a newborn king of the Jews. but they certainly didn't know where or why. They made some good guesses, I think. They went to the capital, to the palace, to the king of Judea. What they didn't realize was that news of a newborn king in Judea was not good news to the current reigning king of Judea. They didn't know what everyone in Jerusalem knew, that King Herod's sword became bloody, whenever a threat to his throne appeared. They didn't know that the people of Jerusalem were much more afraid of Herod's wrath and more in love with political peace than they were ever very interested in a savior, a newborn king. They didn't even apparently pick up on Herod's deception when he claimed that he wanted to worship this king too. You see, they, didn't, they just didn't know how much Herod and the world hated the king they came to see. But they went to Bethlehem, and they were overjoyed when the star directed them to the home of a child and his mother Mary. It must have seemed strange, though, in, in search of a king to leave the palace of the king only to go and then give these kingly gifts to a child in the home of a peasant. And what gifts these were? Treasures from their homeland in the east, they they gave gold to one who had given up even greater riches to be found in poverty. They gave incense to the one who, who, to whom all prayers and incense rise. And they gave myrrh, a burial spice, to the giver of life who came down to die. But I doubt they knew any of that. We're not even told for sure what the Magi thought when they finally found him. Did they, did they find him so much less than they expected? Or, or so much more? Did these wise men who who came to bow their knees before royalty, did they realize that they were worshiping deity? 
It's hard for us to tell exactly just how much these wise men, how wise they really were. But that's okay because it was not their wisdom that brought them. It was God that brought them. They got on their camels and traveled. They came to bow down to him. They brought their gifts. But only God could reveal this child as a king. Through a star, through the words of the prophets, only God could fulfill the word of the prophet and point them to that rising and ruling star in Israel. Only God could lead them through the word of the prophet Micah to the little town of Bethlehem. Only God could bring these men to a child in the home of a peasant family who was still deserving of royal gifts. The interesting thing, though, is that that there were people who knew this. All the things that the wise men didn't know, some did. Herod, for instance, knew that when they came looking for a king of the Jews, he knew that they were looking for the Christ, the Messiah. He said as much. And the chief priests and the scribes, they knew that this Messiah was to be born in the city of David. The people of Jerusalem, they knew the signs too. But they didn't go. They didn't find him. They didn't worship him. Now it's easy for us to read the account of the wise men and feel like we probably might be wiser than all of them. Because we know. And we go. We, we don't just have the prophecies. We, we have the whole scriptures before us. The prophecies and their fulfillments all paired up nicely. We have the whole life of Jesus from beginning to end written down four times in the book. Just at our fingertips. We know those answers. And we go. We go to worship Jesus. We're, we're here, right? And, and we were there. We were there to worship the, the baby Jesus at, main, at the manger at Christmas. Even if others didn't. And we'll be here on Good Friday too and on Easter Sunday because we know how the story goes. We like to think that we have, we have the wisdom and knowledge of the Jews and the devotion and the generosity of the Gentiles. Or do we? Do we really know what we're getting into? Getting ourselves into to associate ourselves with this Christ child? Do we even realize just how much the world hates Jesus and those who follow him? Or do we still naively think that that if he's only explained in the right way, or if we make nice-nice with Herod and the rest of the world, that they just too might come and worship him like they say they will? Or if we do know how much Herod and the world will rage at Jesus, if if we know the cross-shaped consequences of worshiping Jesus... Does it trouble us like or does it trouble us as much as the people of Israel enough that we just stay home and keep quiet and just try not to rock the boat? Like the chief priests and the scribes, we have the scriptures. 
and they reveal to us what we need to know about Christ. But what good does it do to have it, to know it, but not do anything with it? We have God's holy word to us at our fingertips. What good does it do us if it sits on a shelf? We have the opportunity to study that word, to dig into that word by ourselves, with other people. But what good does it do us to say to others, well, you come back and tell us, and therefore never know the joy that comes when God lets his light shine through his word. And when you come to worship him, even though all the prophecies and all the star all pointed here, even though Jesus himself promises that where two or three are gathered in his name, he's present, even though he promises to attach his word to water, even though he is actually present on this altar, in this meal, just as truly as he was present in the lap of his mother, do we treat him as if he were not? And that instead of simply coming and bowing our knees and worship him, we judge in Jesus' presence by how we feel. And if we don't feel good enough, it doesn't make us feel good, we simply ignore the fact that he is here as he has promised. Or we give much more attention to, to everyone else who's here and what they're doing or saying than the king that we have come to see. Or we give gifts that are sometimes more reflective of the leftovers in our wallet than the treasures befitting a king who has come to save us. Repent. It doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you give. What matters is this child. He is the wisdom of the ages. And he knows you. His child is not waiting for you to come to him. He comes to you. This child has not come to receive or to be served, but this child has come to, be, to serve and to give his life. This child, this bright morning star, shines upon you more brightly than all of the prophets into your heart to reveal himself to you. This child who escapes Herod's sword and is not worshipped by Herod, he goes on to wear a purple robe stained red with his own blood, to wear a crown of thorns, and he bows, bows his own head to die so that you may live and reign forever. This child who once received gifts from wise men now comes to you to give you gifts. And you bow the knee in worship. Bow the knee in worship. This very same Jesus, no longer a baby boy, but still a man.
This Jesus who's no longer lying in a manger, but is now lying on an altar to give you greater gifts than gold, his own body and blood. My dear friends, welcome to God's epiphany. Where you do probably know more than the wise men. And you are more devout than Herod and the Jews. But only because the light of God shines in dark places. Only because this bright morning star has shone on you through his word of grace. Only because Jesus has come. And he's brought gifts. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a right knowledge of Christ, that we would abandon the darkness of this world and embrace the joy of his heavenly light, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the preservation of our faith in Jesus Christ by the Holy Word of God, who guided the wise men from the East to his Holy Son, that we would not be led astray by man-made trends or philosophies, and that we would make use of his gifts with thanksgiving. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all Christian homes, that the word of God would dwell richly in them as Christ once dwelt in the home of Mary and Joseph. Let us pray to the Lord. For the correction of error and the promotion of virtue in our nation, that God would bless our president, our governor, and all elected and appointed civil servants, guiding them in the pursuit of justice and peace for all people, and that God would guard those who protect and defend us against all enemies. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church, that God's people may be united in doctrine, live in harmony and peace, and labor together to bring the light of Christ to those still dwelling in darkness and death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who need the comfort of the Lord's presence, healing according to his will, relief of suffering, and an end to the terrors of mind and heart, that he would sustain the weary with his word, the wounded with hope, and the dying with peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who approach the table of the Lord, that our hearts would be well prepared and yearn for the Lord's forgiveness and life, and that the light of Christ would shine into our lives, enabling us to arise and shine his love to others. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Hear and answer us, we pray, O Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, for what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song.
Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, you have filled all creation with light and life. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. You lifted Noah and his family in the ark. You promised to bless all nations through Abraham. You delivered Moses and the Israelites. You renewed your promises through the prophets. And now you have spoken through your Son, who in words and deeds proclaimed your kingdom and was obedient to your will. In your tender mercy you gave him your one and only Son to suffer death on the cross for our redemption. By the one suffering offering of himself he made there a full, perfect and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, gracious Father, remembering his blessed passion, mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We humbly thank you for this wonderful gift of salvation through your Son's own body and blood. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor be yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Hear the prayer of your people, O Lord, that the lips which have praised you here may glorify you in the world, that the eyes which have seen the coming of your Son may long for his coming again, and that all who have received in his true body and blood the pledge of your forgiveness may be restored to live a new and holy life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.
just a couple of reminders for you or, or mention to you. Thank you to those of you who donated poinsettia plants to, for church during the Christmas season. Uh, you're welcome to take those home with you now after church. Um, you either there's some here, but the others are downstairs in the gym. Also, here in January, we'll be starting a new a course of adult instruction, the, a course reviewing the chief parts of the Christian faith that will probably be taking place on Sunday evenings uh, that can serve as a review for anyone, a uh, review of the Christian faith and the catechism, uh, as well as an introduction uh, for anyone brand new. Uh, come bring your questions, bring a friend. Uh, Sundays you can watch for the particular time and date, starting date coming up. God be with you. Bye.